When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Whatever News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related, and we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. Okay, people, before we get into this video, make sure to hit that subscribe button and hit that bell to get notified. We drop new episodes of Forever News every Saturday, 12 p.m. EST, and throughout the week, we re-upload those segments for your viewing pleasure. Let's jump into this. It's a big one. Because before we get into anything in this episode, I wanted to give you guys an idea of what you're in store for uh, regarding the future of this episode in particular, uh, because this episode is going to be ideally broken down into two parts the day i'm recording this episode is before jump festa starts because jump festa is this weekend and this coming friday night we will be having the first day of jump festa so you're going to get the regular episode within this one and also at the second half mark you're going to get a second part to this episode which will be ideally covering everything that is going to be mentioned on day one of jump festa days two and i think there's just the second day actually don't quote me i want to say there's no day three but the second day and whatever else comes after i will implement either into a new video or i'll talk about it on the main channel i'll talk about it in some capacity or whatnot but you're definitely going to get day one's list which in case you missed the video yesterday regarding what's happening with jump festa just to give you guys a brief rundown so you know what you're going to get in this episode day one of jump festa will be covering and that's again december 17th so again this friday night we will know what's going on we'll have black clover jujutsu kaisen prince of tennis i don't cover prince of tennis boruto and naruto and my hero academia so the other contents from jump festa that will need to be discussed in separate videos that we will find out about on saturday night is spy family demon slayer dr stone chainsaw man and one piece so still some big juggernauts chainsaw man one piece demon slayer pretty much all of these lists we talk about here on the show anyway so a very big deal but especially this first roster oh yeah y'all getting that on the saturday episode for sure so again later on in this video we will cut to me recording tired as hell friday night saturday morning to give you guys everything that i possibly can for this episode so just wanted to give you i know a little lengthy of an introduction but wanted to break it down for you guys so you're like what what there you go let's jump into the full-on episode now and first story on the docket something i thought they would have saved for jump festa which really makes me wonder what the heck is gonna happen later on in this episode damn you get to see it before me huh in a weird way because while you're watching this episode you're like oh 
Oh. So me right now is jealous of you watching this right now where you're at, okay? But either way, Sasuke Retsuden, the spin-off manga series that takes place during the time period of the Boruto story, but focuses in on Sasuke going on this mission in a prison, joined by Sakura at a given point as well. Like, first of all, it's just been phenomenal. If you ain't been checking out my reviews over on my main channel for Neverworld, go over there and check them out because I'm talking about it every two weeks when the chapters drop. But it's been freaking awesome so far. I think we are about, what, three chapters deep? Might be four at this point. We're a few chapters in. And honestly, I've been like, yo, dog, this is, you know what I'm saying? This is the spinoff series that a lot of people would have gravitated towards and would have put Naruto or maintained Naruto at the very least in the status that it's always had because it just feels so good to be with these characters that you grew with for 700 chapters, 500 episodes of Shippuden, 220 episodes of Naruto. So like episode 1000 of Naruto's franchise is approaching with one of the latest episodes of Boruto coming like yo it, it's a big deal but either way Sasuke Retsuden is getting an anime adaptation and at first I'm like yeah very early extremely early I thought we would have heard this announcement like summertime of next year like okay you know whatever Th this is exciting how they gonna do this dog is Puro gonna make it a, a movie I, that, that would be a great movie I'm not gonna lie a nice little movie of Sasuke and Sakura obviously there's no Naruto Boruto so maybe wouldn't be the most popular movie per se but either way you know hey maybe they're gonna make a movie or maybe they're gonna do like some little seasonal drop for us at the end of next year or the beginning of the year after like maybe we're gonna get something like that let's go I'm so freaking hyped Boruto R really we're doing this right now, dog. What? What? Sasuke anime adaptation. No, 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 no. That's a big difference between the Sasuke adaptation words and, yeah, Boruto is going to be adapting the Sasuke Retsuden stuff. What? 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 Now, to my knowledge, in the original novel and thus far in the manga, Boruto or any of the next generation aren't implementing it, despite the fact that there's a, another spinoff series series that features Mirai and you know technically kind of delves slightly into some of the other teams of the new generation of characters Sasuke Retsuden primarily is focusing in on adults and older people outside of the new gen so how are they gonna work this and here is where things start connecting because I was speaking to my guy Naruto explained and one of the things that came up is wait a minute yeah I just reported about a week or two ago that Sakura's voice actress was hospitalized I believe where she had to step out of acting for a while and it's like okay she probably is ill there's something wrong with her clearly why would you make that type of press release right but then it makes you think well okay if Sasuke Retsuden's anime which I'll tell you right now again the Boruto anime it says Sasuke Retsuden manga will be receiving an anime adaptation <laughs> no it won't it'll be getting Boruto episodes <laughs> starting january 8th 2023 so yeah we might will the manga be done by then it, it, yeah it might be it, it'll probably be done by then and then the anime will drop right after episode 282 of boruto is titled sasuke retsuden infiltration and again that's january 8th and then the following week episode 283 of Boruto Naruto Next Generations is called Sasuke Retsuden Starlines and again that's January 15th and it's like 
hey, how, how's this going to work? I just said Sakura's voice actress is ill. And Sakura, and, you know, she's even, she stepped away from voice acting. Sakura is pivotal to Sasuke Retsuden. The timing is very suspicious, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you smell, smells a little bit suspicious, no? Which then leads me to question, okay, if this whole scenario is going to be done from the perspective of Boruto, and maybe Sakura might not be, you know, partaking in this thing, maybe they're gonna rewrite it in terms of the way Boruto's done in the past, because I believe Konoha's story was also already adapted in Boruto, that's the other spinoff that's going on simultaneously with the Sasuke story and of course Boruto's manga whatnot and to my knowledge Konoha's story was also played around with with the anime I only watched I think like maybe an episode or two of it or whatnot like I didn't see the full thing but people told me that hey it rearranged stuff and changed shit from the actual novel to this so then you coming to the manga right now it's like okay well Sasuke has been off there. They could do the same thing if they wanted to. They already show that they're going to do it when they want to do it. It's like Boruto's IP has become a bully to Naruto. It's like, oh, you got that character? Guess what? What character? That's our character. You know what I'm saying, dog? Like, we have that now. Like, Boruto's been on a rampage lately, dog. But in all seriousness, that could very well mean if Sakura's VA just randomly came out with that excerpt about her stepping away from voice acting for a little bit until, you know, her illness and whatnot is taken care of. I believe she's has some serious situation going on there. Then it could be a high probability that they're going to rewrite Sasuke Ratsuden to include Boruto and he'll be taking the place of Sakura. So essentially Sasuke might be locked in prison cell G while Boruto is coming through as I don't know he's on a class field trip or he's there um I don't know to visit somebody like they're gonna pull some BS like that. Honestly it's not good news. It's not good news. If they do a faithful adaptation, it'll be great. But considering Sakura's VA is not doing work right now, coincidentally, again, colliding with what's happening with the Boruto anime here in January, it could be that she recorded her lines a long time ago, and maybe that's going to push through. Like, again, I will totally eat my words and shut up about it if they adapt it the way it's supposed to be adapted if they give it you know the proper treatment but considering it's boruto naruto next generations and to have like multiple episodes that don't have any of the next generation i don't think they're gonna let that happen so we're really not getting sasuke retsuda and anime adaptation we're really getting boruto's take on Sasuke Retsuden and we've seen what they did with the Konoha story and yeah I hate to come off swinging off the gate but maybe we'll have more info by the time Jump Festa rolls around and later in the video you could tell me if I was right or wrong but yeah I just I'm not excited about it like that like I'm curious I'm gonna check it out for sure but especially if they write Sakura out of it nah I'm good that's one of the best parts to see like hey this is mature Naruto story this is adult Naruto story this is what could have been the continuation of the Naruto story so changing it rearranging it for uh Boruto's animes you know whole scheduling and the vo mm. 
I would have preferred for them to wait until Sakura's voice actress recovers and then move forward with their no? Next up, Akira Toriyama fans. Fans of the man himself, Dragon Ball's icon, the creator and author of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, all of that good stuff. Well, he doesn't do Super. I think he, like, collaborates with Toyotaro for Super in particular. But, you know, he's that guy. You know his name. Well, he's done other stuff besides Dragon Ball. In last week's episode of Forever News, for example, we spoke about the fact that yeah, he had this series called Sandland, and there was apparently a big project that they were announcing for Sandland. It was a, I believe, a one-shot manga that had like one full volume of content. Don't quote me on that. It might have been three, but I'm pretty sure it was just like one volume. Again, it could have been a few, but either way, it was a short story, very enjoyable. I read it way back in the day or whatnot, and seeing Sandland with a new project, a lot of us was like, okay, well, what are they going to do? It's not super long, so it's not like they're going to be able to unless it has original content, stretch it to a full-length anime. How are they going to approach this? Well, there is some type of anime coming for Sandland, apparently, because this week's news is confirming Sandland. Yeah. According to Leaks, Sandland by Akira Toriyama is getting an anime adaptation. Again, in what form? I, I, I have no idea other than a movie. It gotta be a movie, right? Like, it can't be a TV anime. It wasn't that long. Pause. Sandland anime adaptation will be a collaboration production by Sunrise, Kamikaze Doga, and Anima. The adaptation is scheduled to premiere in 2023. Wow, Sunrise. I think of Sunrise, I think of two different things. I think of Gintama and Mechs. I'm not gonna lie. And I know Kamikaze Doga, but I can't really recall exactly what it what they do. But Sunrise for sure, I know that they do Gintama and Gundam. So Maybe Sandland could be a 3D CG adaptation, considering the fact that despite them having humanoid forms, they're still technically like creatures and whatnot. So I wouldn't be surprised if the first, or oh god, I was going to say the first Toriyama 3D CG. I forgot about Dragon Ball Superhero. But considering also the 3D CG worked for Dragon Ball Superhero in terms of sales revenue and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, Akira Toriyama created Dragon Ball, new movie, 3D CG, like we did Superhero. You love superhero, right? This is going to be really awesome. And I don't know. People fell in love with a lot of stuff from superhero because they already loved Dragon Ball. Like, this is a different territory because Sandland, yeah, some people I'm sure read Sandland at some given point. I've never seen a cult following of we need more Sandland on some like Invader Zim type of shit. I've, I've never seen it. So to see this come out of nowhere, it's like, okay, this is probably uh, all according to the, the Dragon Ball room that they created years ago. It's like, okay, well, how about we let Dragon Ball relax because we got all these projects and hey, how about we do a Toriyama Sandland thing? And Toriyama was like, does that require me to do anything else? And they were like, you gotta draw a couple chibi characters it was like anything else and they were like well we gotta give you this check you gotta sign it sandland anime confirmed <laughs> in all seriousness though this is refreshing because toriyama I, his name is always unanimously synonymous with Dragon Ball. There's a small section that they'll acknowledge. Hey, and Dr. Slump 2, those are the two only works that you can really ever put Toriyama, I guess you could say, attributed to. Nobody ever really talks about the other stuff like Kawa or Kentoki or Sandland. So to see one of these getting an anime adaptation, you're probably going to see more closer if you're a Dragon Ball fan, especially to Toriyama's true nature. And what I mean by that is he's a funny dude, dog. Like Dr. Slump, if you ever watch it, is not Dragon Ball by any stretch of the imagination. It's like poopy jokes and silliness and zaniness, which Dragon Ball had jokes in the beginning too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think during the Perfect Cell 
saga there was much humor next up hunter hunter fans hey there's always some hunter hunter news lately which is kind of crazy yo tagashi really switched it up dog went from my back hurts don't call my phone to i'm here now baby yo i'm tweeting I, i've got project after project my lord and now and suddenly a fluent japanese man has a british accent yeah but in all seriousness we got two pieces of hunter hunter news for starters we got some hunter hunter live act no 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 no. imagine a hunter hunter i don't think tagashi would let a hunter hunter live action go down but no we got a stage play that was indeed announced which is always interesting to see like well how do they imagine a, a live action so to speak stage plays are a little different it says hunter hunter stage play kv and i'll be honest with you it doesn't look good at all but usually here's the thing i noticed when they put the bells and whistles and all of the you know after effects on the poster it's usually to cover up something it's like yo make it look really cool and then when you get there they're in like five dollar costumes this one i'll be honest with you it looks very cheap but i feel like it's because they're confident that hunt the hunter itself and these performers and the scripts that they put together will give a great performance maybe they already tried them or something because other than that i can't think of like gon's costume looks like he bought it off of amazon and it was like a cheap ripoff from like china somewhere uh likewise with kodapika dog that looks like a table mat is wrapped around his like what is that dog this is horrible i'm gonna I'm just keep it real this looks terrible but again i feel like once you get there it would be a cool experience Except we probably never will because this will probably be a Japan-only thing. And while we're in the ballpark of Hunter Hunter, as I said, there was a couple of pieces of news. First, that really bad-looking live-action stage play. Well, I gotta say live-action stage play. It's a stage play. I don't know. Are they, well, there was maybe anime about stage plays, but yeah. Because we got another comment from the Hunter Hunter world. I gotta say world because it's not Tagashi, baby. Tagashi, you catch him on Twitter. In the author comments, you get staff member Tanehana. Yoshihiro Tagashi's author comment from Weekly Shonen Jump number three. Staff member Tanehana here. When we decided on the specifics of the content of that page, I felt extremely uncomfortable. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tanehana feeling extremely uncomfortable. Yo, Tagashi, what you doing in that studio? No, no, no. <laughs> Again, let's, let, let's double back. Staff member Tanehana here. When we decided on the specifics of the content of that page, I felt extremely uncomfortable. And I'm guessing that maybe there was a controversial page that happened recently. I'm not caught up on Hunter Hunter. I'm a little bit behind. Uh, but maybe that's what Tanehana was referring to. And yo, I, I'll, I'll keep real with you though tanehana you're giving us a little bit more insight into the manga world than tagashi pretty much damn near ever has like you're actually talking about your experience with you know the drawing pages and stuff like that tagashi usually gives you experiences of the doctor visits so shout outs to tanehana honestly might have been a great decision in fact hey tagashi getting people to help you has been beneficial you've even gotten a lot of assistance to you know help out if you really needed more help to keep the manga straight up serialized every week none of us would be mad especially considering the fact that you've been holding out on us with 30 chapters written for four years dog like stop playing tagashi please yeah staff member tanehana was extremely uncomfortable on the specifics of content regarding a certain page 
Let me know if you know what the page is. Don't tell me what it is, though, please. I'm a little bit behind. Just so, a, a little smidge. Okay, next story up. I'm not sure how many people are familiar with this series, but it's a really dope series to me. And I wanted to talk about the big news that it has coming out because, again, it's a pretty big deal. Because in case you missed the big hoopla, I covered it over on my main channel for Neville World. But essentially, My Hero Academia was recently announced to get a live-action movie. And no, that's not the news here again. And I'm just giving you guys an idea where my mind is at with things. And the My Hero movie was going to be by Netflix and director Shinsuke Sato, screenplay Joby Harold, production Legendary Entertainment. But Netflix got the rights, which more than likely means we can expect within the next few years to see this thing come to fruition. And there's been a lot of negative backlash. I've been looking at it as like, dog, that seems very, you know, far stretch of the imagination to say the least, to be able to capture something as fantastical as as My Hero Academia with all the quirks and just in general it sounds like a bad idea like it sounds like on paper hey you know but uh, even on paper I look at it and be like yo where's my glasses at because my I don't need glasses right now but damn I need them but here's the thing again My Hero Academia is a little bit scary and something to be skeptical of because it is a fantastical series a lot of CG comes into it and there's a lot of very big expectations however the one that they just announced recently there's not much expectation because it's an older series. It was big in its day, but nowadays I don't think it would be met with like any sort of expectations because it hasn't been that popular in a while. City Hunter. City Hunter is getting a live action Netflix adaptation. I back in maybe 2020 watched like 20, 30 episodes of it and I absolutely loved it. I was like, wow, oh wow. When people talk about retro anime, City Hunter, dog, it is just a blast and shows you like, Shonen Jump is doing a full circle right now because City Hunter compared to My Hero Academia, for example, is like, oh, this feels like a live action series from the 90s and My Hero is my hero not trying to shit on my hero i'm just talking about tone relax city hunter manga gets first japanese live action film for netflix Tsukasa Hojo's City Hunter manga is inspiring a Japanese live-action film that is slated to stream on Netflix worldwide in 2024. So they're giving it a lot of time to cook. That, that, that's good. Uh, Ryohei Suzuki, who's done HK, Hentai Kamen, and Tokyo Tribe, oh, and Tokyo Mur, stars as Ryo Seiba and Yuichi Sato, Kisaragi live-action Nanai Poison Berry, is directing it. Tatsuhiro Mishima, live-action action Yu Yu Hakusho is writing the screenplay to be fair we have no idea if that Hakusho one is good or not so yeah <laughs> and Yoshihide Otomo who's done Inu O and Lupin Zero O oh, and live action Orange is composing the music Shinichi Takahashi is the executive producer and Keisuke Sanpei and Kosuke Oshida are producing Netflix is producing in collaboration with Hori Pro and Office Shiros and if you have no idea what City Hunter is Ryo Seiba aka City Hunter, a sweeper who fulfills all his clients' needs, aka an assassin. He'll do anything from bodyguarding to contract killing, but he'll only take the job if a pretty woman is involved or the client's sincerity makes his heart tremble. Together with his partner Kaori Makimura, the kid sister of his late best friend, Ryo fights the evil haunting the shadows of the city. And I'm not gonna lie, it is freaking awesome and I'm looking forward to this. No expectations at all other than please just make me laugh and enjoy it as much or in the ballpark of how much I laugh and enjoy 
City Hunter. In fact, I need to go watch some City Hunter, dog. You should be watching that shit. That's a retro, but classic nonetheless. And I'm excited for it. Like, My Hero Academia, there's so much expectations, dog. I've been covering this thing weekly for anime and manga for years upon years. Pretty much since it came out in 2014. So you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I would I would ideally like for, uh, you know, the adaptations of it not to suck. But City Hunter, again, expectations low. But for the reason of, I think it's going to be enjoyable. I think it's going to be a good one. And I'm excited, City Hunter. Okay, people, next up. This is going to be an interesting one, and I'm definitely curious of your feedback regarding this because it could go one way or the other regarding Viz's recent announcement. Now, it was, I don't know, maybe two days ago now. I checked my Gmail. I see a message from Viz, and I noticed that it's a little bit important. So I'm like, let me click, see what's going on here. And here's what it said. Viz subscription update. Dear Shonen Jump member. We want you to know that beginning in January 2023, the Shonen Jump monthly subscription price will increase from $199 to $299. Apple will contact you directly regarding the, the exact date this change will affect your subscription. Since Shonen Jump launched in 2018, we've added over 50% more manga from One Piece, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, Demon Slayer, My Hero Academia, and so many more of your favorites. We've also added hit series like Spy Family, Hunter x Hunter, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, along with special releases like Death Note Short Stories and Akira Toriyama's Manga Theater. And now it's time for us to collect the bag. <laughs> our update price reflects our commitment to continue bringing you the best manga straight from Japan. We're so excited to show you what we have coming in the new year thank you for being an important part of shonen jump the shonen jump team at biz media us dollars or equivalent in your local currency i'm gonna just keep it real i'm not mad at it at all i've always thought like yo 2.99 is dirt cheap 3.99 is still dirt cheap because i'm a massive fan of manga i love to read i love to go back they give you all the latest stuff it's all very convenient like dog i got three dollars a month to be able to read manga if i didn't have any of this manga right here i got three dollars a month to read as much as i want on here which technically i don't think is as much as you want i think they give you a cool out phase after 100 chapters i could be wrong about that but yeah either way shonen jump raising the price from 2.99 to 3.99 you know me i would have come in here and rant and say what are you doing like dog it's crazy i understand they've been very firm with that 2.99 price since launch they're giving us all of this manga they're adding new stuff you can read hunter hunter now on there there's new manga coming from jump every other month like i'm i'm totally fine with it get your money hopefully some of that revenue is split amongst the mangaka as well gotta throw that in there but yeah people if you're a shonen jump subscriber 299 and 3.99 honestly i still think it's very much so worth the money i'm not paid to say that i'm not you know sponsored by them they ain't throwing no money my way nothing i'm just straight up saying like nah dog it's it's so good it's so good to have it it's like i don't gotta go through pirate sites got the app is Mwah. you should be on there and that's a freebie for you viz okay next up i'm calling mandela effect i'm calling mandela effect to the max with this story because i could swear if i went through my archive of forever news episodes i've reported this like three different times from three different sources and they were all seemingly credible but here we go once more apparently mission yozakura family adaptation officially confirmed in this week's weekly shonen jump issue mag 
magazine. And first of all, the cover of the magazine looks dope. The art from Yozakura has always looked absolutely beautiful. That one kind of reminds me a little bit of like, I don't know, it's a mix of like Reborn and Shinobu Otaka from Magi. Like it just, it looks so good. But yeah, Yozakura family finally getting an anime adaptation. But I could swear I've reported this multiple times. Maybe they were off or maybe they were early Inception leaks or because I could have swear I've said that a couple different times now or maybe I'm misremembering I don't know but I'm very excited once again I am going to stick to being anime only with this one if the anime excites me and entices me enough to check it out I will because Mission Yozakura looks good. I've heard good things. We'll see. And next up, I just wanted to quickly report to you guys something that I felt was very notable for the manga community in particular. Over on the 14th of December, I participated in Rogers Bass's live stream event for best manga of 2022 alongside a panel of judges it was live so there was a bunch of people watching and in the end of the six hour stream the manga that was crowned best manga of 2022 you won't even believe it because i didn't believe it was undead unluck personally i think it was a great choice wasn't my choice per se i'm not gonna lie and for those that are still upset that one piece got knocked out and jujutsu kaisen got knocked out i voted for them okay i gotta throw that in there but either way it was a fantastic live stream i thought it was one of the most fair and accurate um you know competition so to speak for best manga because it gave everyone a chance dog free Aaron made it to the finals with undead unluck like that is if that's not the most unbiased and objective opinionated type of things i don't know what is because you would never in a million years like if it was straight up to popularity one piece would probably win every single year or there might be a fluke of jujutsu kaisen here and there but it would just be one piece so the fact that we you know deliberated we went and we delegated for a minute and we came across with undead unluck that is really dope and yeah according to that stream it was undead unluck best manga 2022 but throughout the entire run i was gunning for a few others like dog chainsaw man when it got knocked out i was like what Next up, fans of Studio Ghibli and Miyazaki. This one kind of makes me question a couple of things. Well, one thing in particular, because I remember Miyazaki speaking about he was retiring and he had like one project left that he was working on and that's it. And I was like, okay, can't wait to see what it is and whatnot. You know, it's been a little minute. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And Studio Ghibli announces legendary director Hao Miyazaki's new feature film for the first time in 10 years years the title is how do you live kimitachi wa do ikiru ka releases july 14th 2023 and here's the thing about that okay that's great but where's the announcement of this being miyazaki's final film because if i'm not mistaken that was like he's retired he's working on one last banga and it's over i might have missed something maybe he said he's gonna do films from time to time you know projects of passion uh but yeah that's kind of what threw me off a little bit because i ain't gonna lie a miyazaki film is always welcome studio ghibli is always welcome but uh, yeah I, I just thought it would have been like yo this is miyazaki's creme de la creme but maybe they're holding off on that to see like if it you know bombs they don't want miyazaki to retire on a stinker so they're probably gonna be like hey let's see what the projections are looking like and then we'll probably get the big announcement like yo that's my final one i'm out of here i hate you all because yeah miyazaki being a typical grumpy old man but shout outs to miyazaki the legend you know anime was a mistake no. <laughs> next up quick updates for hell's paradise aka jigoku raku it says here jigoku raku's tv anime is broadcast 
casting on April 2023. The series has revealed a new cast, and you can see it there. Again, I'm not too familiar with Hell's Paradise. I got a few volumes, haven't read them yet, and I've been looking forward to this anime. And again, the anime will begin in April 2023. So... Yeah, next year is looking stacked, though. We got a lot. Marshall's anime, Undead Unlux anime, Hell's Paradise's anime, the continuation of Bleach's Thousand Year Blood War, the continuation of Chainsaw Man, Don the Don might be premiering next. Like, 2023 is going to be, like, what the end of 2022 has been. Like, yo, Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan. Like, yeah, next year I'm expecting a full ride of, like, insanity of anime and, and again hell's paradise april 2023 spring season just got a little springier my big 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 monster news or monster size news shall i say kaiju number eight now we spoke about a while ago and again we got mandela affected on that because it was announced a couple different times anime in the words toho yeah but eventually it was finally officially confirmed and now we got the first trailer for kaiju number eight's anime it's a small teaser you see basically like the backs of certain characters and then it ends off with seeing the kaiju number eight himself and i'm not even gonna lie i'm looking forward to it because too they announced production ig is attached if you're unfamiliar with ig you're like well what do they do dog are, are they like instagram and they censor shit like what what's going that was a very cheap and tactless shot at ig but why not Production IG are the parent studio to Studio Wit. The studio that has done Ranking of Kings, Attack on Titan, Seasons 1 through 3, Vinland Saga. Studio Wit is very much so well established. And if this is the parent company, then you can expect for Kaiju to be insane. Although I'm questioning how much CG is going to be used because Kaiju, like, there's no way around it. They're CGing the shit out of every Kaiju in this anime. But who knows? Maybe Production IG can get it like how Studio Mappa's been doing it with Chainsaw Man, a perfect blend where it really doesn't stick out and it doesn't feel noticeable, but we gotta wait and see on that one. Either way, very, very sick trailer. And then more big news that Kaiju number eight has reached 10 million copies in circulation with just i'm gonna add the word just eight volumes dog i remember if i'm not mistaken jujutsu kaisen had 10 million when it reached like ready for anime time or whatnot and look at jujutsu kaisen kaiju number eight oh my god when that anime comes like it's already very popular dog 10 million in eight volumes back in the day that's unheard of uh, this is new territory that we're breaking once that anime comes just like spy family again a jump plus title and a lot of these other ones chainsaw man blew up kaiju already is blown up it's going to be inescapable if that anime does what it's supposed to do oh wow okay kaiju number eight anime teaser pv production ig says will be in charge of the adaptation and it will be premiering in 2024 okay that's a ways off we're still technically in 2022 but if you think about it with everything i just mentioned a little bit ago that's been announced kaiju number eight being something to look forward to in 2024 it's a very long ways off but okay i, I can wait i guess a bit longer that's crazy though i gotta lie it's a little bit shocking 2024 there's already eight volumes out there's more than enough content so they are probably going to stitch this one together very carefully and if it's 2024 that means that the earliest we could see it is january of the following so we haven't even hit january of 2023 yet so th that's the earliest is winter of 2024 but 
yeah kaiju number eight either way still big big deal that last little bit was a little bit of a bummer i ain't gonna lie next up just a quick update for my hero academia's manga hiatus schedule my hero academia is on a sudden break oh so this isn't even scheduled this is sudden uh and weekly shonen jump issue number three due to kohei horikoshi's poor health Ooh, that's not good. Series will be resuming in issue number four slash five as scheduled, which will be a double issue, which will mean another break following week. Yeah, that's not good at all. I, I hope uh, Horikoshi is, is getting better. Um, Yeah, I don't like that. Like a lot of manga have been getting sick lately and there's been so many breaks. I think One Piece is taking breaks every other. That's probably why Shonen Jump has been grabbing so many manga whatnot to fill the void because... This is a lot of big series taking a lot of consecutive breaks alongside the magazine. Like, wow, get better, Horikoshi. By no means am I saying don't take a break, but yeah, this is a little shocking. Yeah, best wishes for Horikoshi. Speedy recovery. Quick update for Blue Lock fans. According to Oricon, it says here that Blue Lock's manga circulation has seen an increase of 2 million copies in just two weeks. And that's mainly the effects of anime and the world cup which the anime just started and the world cup had blue lock very integral to it i remember hearing my niece and nephew telling me about japan and blue lock and i'm like well ivan maria what is this this is a new era you know what i'm saying i think i even saw blue lock volume 2 at walmart the other day it was i was like dog if they have volume 1 i would have grabbed both of them right there boom but yeah blue lock it might be the new Haikyuu. I don't know. I might wait till the anime ends its first season and then marathon through. Because I feel like I was being a little harsh with not being attached to the characters. But I really like the concept of Blue Lock. Quick story I did want to cover. And I know this episode is going to be so long with the Jump Festa stuff attached. But yeah, the new Michael Keaton solo Batman film that got canceled was reportedly a Batman Beyond movie. And right there, dog, push me off a balcony, dog. Push me off the building. Why? That would have been legendary. Why, 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 dog? Batman Beyond fans get it dirty again. Please, will somebody else pick up this movie? Please, Michael Keaton, don't detach from it and say screw it all. Please keep... Oh, my God, no. That is so disappointing, dog. I've been a Batman Beyond fan since it premiered back in the day. I love Batman Beyond. Like, I mean, I know they got a new comic coming out. I believe it's a crossover comic um, by Nicholas Draper Ivy, and that's going to be exciting. But, dog, this would have taken Batman Beyond to a new stratosphere. Oh, my God. Why? I wonder how much Bruce Tim gets a cut from that, considering it was him and a few of his, you know, colleagues back in the day that came up with it. Like, are they credited as the original creators of Batman Beyond? Super side nerdy comic book guy note. Yeah, I know. I, I do know a little bit about that stuff. And let's close this portion of the episode off with the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Joe's underscore care. Oh, even before that announcement. Before we get into that, I just gotta say that I believe Jost underscore Ke won't be delving into giving the author comments for Weekly Shonen Magazine and all of that stuff anymore. I think he said he's done with the reader surveys, so I believe that's what he was referring to. So yeah, um, I think I can get my hands on the Jump one from Viz's website. So uh, starting next episode, I'll just be getting it off of the Viz website and Shonen Magazine. I ain't gonna lie, unless somebody translates them from time to time, there's no you know reliable source to get them from. So that's gonna suck because that's one of my favorite ones and i know a lot of you love it but yeah for now that segment might have to be on pause uh but we'll have weekly shonen jump it's just that it's been a little 
chaotic with jump festa and everything but the top 50 best selling we got at 50 blue lock volume 2 that is the exact volume i saw at walmart the other day and i didn't pick it up because i don't have volume 1 and i was so mad because i did want to buy it uh yeah the back catalog going crazy 12.3 with 520,000 total and yeah that that volume was released many years ago then we got blue lock again for 48 and 47 with volume 4 and 6 selling 12.6 a piece each nice nice stuff okay one punch man volume 27 12,000 bringing his total to 300,000 another blue lock jeez blue lock volume 1 volume 5 both of them selling about 13 a piece as well awesome stuff then we got places 40 through 31 uh let's jump up here let's see what we got we got our ashi volume 30 with 14,000 this week bringing its total to 186 we got tokyo revengers letter from baji kisuke volume 1 15.6,000 in 18 days total 169,000 that's great for a little spinoff thingy like that's great uh hunter hunter volume 37 interesting and uh about a month 16,000 this week uh, 16.2 and in total in a month it did 765,000 so you see it looks like with Hunter Hunter it's all the hardcore fans rushing immediately grab it and then it slowly falls because it had a massive debut of like over half a million copies and about a month in it's already you know falling down the top 50 yeah that's probably it's just a hardcore collective that they're just supporting it then we got uh, Kaiju number 8 volume 8 uh, in 31 days, again, a month's run, 433,000 total, 18 this week, almost half a million, yo, dog, and it's still not getting an anime for another million years, that's great, well, not another million years, but the anime's debut date is a way off, then we got places 30 through 21, we got Akane Banashi, one of the semi-finalists for the Manga of the Year Award, uh, with Volume 4 doing in 3 days, 19,000, Akane Banashi's here, baby, Mwah, love it, love it, uh, Chainsaw man volume 11 and 10 21k a piece uh bringing both of them to 950,000. it's like damn the same exact number shit uh then we got chainsaw man volume 9 as well i didn't even realize that was chainsaw man i thought that was spy family 21,969 total uh spy family volume 10 21.9 this week 1.4 million Ugh, disgusting then we got places 20 through 11 chainsaw man occupying geez 20 through 13 geez damn near all of this list minus two manga is chainsaw man volumes 8 2 7 3 6 1 4 5 oh my god but that brings us to top 10 top 10 top 10 top 10 at number 10 martial magic and muscles volume 14 with 25,000 in three days wow definitely a bit of a drop it's clearly on the decline until we get that anime we won't know what sales look like but the manga won't even be ongoing when the anime comes out a uh, blue period volume 13 in 13 days 26,000 this week 101,000 total cool beans chainsaw man volume 12 that volume 12 been sticking in the top 10 uh with 27.6 this week bringing his total to 604 man i wonder it, it's got to be closing in on passing that uh my hero volume if you follow these every week you know what i'm talking about like they came out around the same time i think my hero has slid off the top 50 chainsaw man is still top 10 we got at number seven kimetsu gakuen that's the chibi spinoff series of uh demon slayer in three days 35.6 at number six one piece volume 104 in 31 days, 1.7 mil, 37,000 total. This is probably going to go down if it keeps on in this trajectory as the highest selling One Piece volume in many years. Like, it is just continuing to climb. It's still top six. 
It's nuts. One Piece Film Red and the TV anime and the manga's hype has been pushing this forward, especially the fact that Final Arc, baby. And number four, Blue Box. Wow, number four. Uh, volume 8 with 40,703 days. That's anime all the way it made it. Uh, and number two, Tokyo Revengers Volume 30. 64,018 days, I believe. 616,000. Still a monster. Weekly Shonen Magazine. I don't know what they about to do. Uh, then at number one, Jujutsu Kaisen with its newest volume, Volume 21. 568,004 days. Definitely going to be top five selling manga of 2023 as well. Like... There's no question about it. Yeah, jump into the next part of this video. Okay, people, welcome to the Jump Festa edition of the episode, the other half of the episode. I am recording this midway into Jump Festa. I've seen at this particular point Jujutsu Kaisen, Black Clover, Boruto, Naruto, and I'm awaiting My Hero Academia, and that'll be thrown in here as well. But yeah, so, so far, I've seen a lot from Jump Festa. Not only those stages, just because there's several other things going on at Jump Festa. So I wanted to start off the top with something that I was really excited about. And that's, of course, more Roroni Kenshin. We got a couple of character designs for a few of the characters. And just yet again, Roroni Kenshin's new anime is looking very promising and very exciting. And I just kind of wanted to share that, yeah, there's more progress with that. It was not just the update. So I'd imagine it's probably around the corner. Next up, I know I'm moving fast but that was a small story because we have already another update in this story earlier in the episode when i was reporting i was reporting that sandland got an announcement for an anime and we had like a studio attached it was like okay i think sunrise was a part of it if i'm not mistaken and i personally said 3d cgi i'm a freaking genius i'm a prophet i guess you could say right because we got this trailer as you're seeing it on the screen of the new sandland anime that has been announced and is in production and it is 3d cg and looks very similar to the dragon ball superhero film that we just got in theaters not that long ago and considering toriyama is the creator of both of them they probably just was like well in the meantime while we're figuring out the future for dragon ball with the new web anime and the new tv anime why don't we get another one of toriyama's projects again he's a legacy author at this point right like look at the manga market with junji ito like like, there's so many things we could do with Toriyama, so let's go in different routes, and it looks like they went with Sandland, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm excited, it looks great, Dragon Ball Superhero looked awesome, and I'm just curious, when they say anime, because they're just saying, hey, Sandland anime, they're not saying movie, they're not saying TV anime, they're just saying anime, what exactly is it going to be, are they shopping right now, is this early in stages of production, and they're trying to see, like, if any investors want to jump in, and then they're gonna decide from there or they're maybe going to decide based on buzz because what are you going to do with this sandland isn't that long i, I want to say it's either one volume or a trilogy but i'm almost certain it's not the longest thing in the world it was toriyama post dragon ball when he basically left the manga industry and just started what he did for years and that's a one shot every few years you know what i mean so sandland anime announcement with the tv trailer at jump festa and it looks great it's going to be 3d cg but considering these are creatures that are kind of humanoid but they're still creatures it looks fine and i'm looking forward to something outside of dr slump and dragon ball that is toriyama related the guy can clearly write he can clearly draw let's see it come to the big screen or well tv screen i don't know i don't think it's a movie 
movie. But yeah, then another one that I wanted to report on because it took me by surprise. I'm gonna keep it honest with you. Seeing this trailer, I didn't expect it to be honest with you i was like wait a minute what because we was watching the main stage i think this was like a sub stage or something along the lines of that because we got massive news out of jump festa 2023 regarding undead unlucks tv anime and a trailer for it again it's being done by david production same studio behind jojo's bizarre adventures first what how many seasons is it at this point six right like yeah it's behind the jojo's bizarre adventure anime and this trailer i'm being 100 honest with you i like undead unluck i was a part of the whole manga of the year thing that helped it to win number one manga of the year i voted in the final round for undead unluck against soso no frieren don't kill me soso no frieren fans i just I'm more familiar with Undead. I read about 30 chapters. I liked it. But when I thought of anime, I just thought it was going to be wacky. I thought very colorful, very, I don't know why. I thought like Toei was going to try to clean it up or something because of how it initially was marketed as, hey, you know, she got jugs and I'm squeezing her. You know, like that was the initial, uh, I guess you would say, marketing rollout for Undead Unluck. And yeah, it kind of backfired because people were like, whoa, you know, and we're in times now and all of that stuff. So Undead Unluck had to take a different approach. However, this trailer, dog, with Fuko narrating it and the tone and everything, it almost came across like a whole different anime. Like, I don't think an anime trailer has ever done this for me where i am so much more excited for undead unluck than i was even reading these 30 chapters i don't know what it is the tv anime looks like it's going to have a different vibe it looks like david production understands that okay undead unluck has a bad rep out there let's change it you know what i'm saying as long as we make the best quality possible and throw it to the people they will especially with david productions behind them they are going to get on board because undead unluck already has a little cult now how do you do it you change the marketing and everything and this trailer andy you know when he does get a little crazy and wacky it still doesn't feel like cartoony it looks like this vibe of seriousness that you would get from like a even chainsaw man from mappa when chainsaw man does feel serious and i say all that to say that this is one of the best trailers ever put together and one of the best rebrandings i've ever seen from manga to anime for a series like i think undead unluck is kind of like cinderella that cinderella story and once that tv anime comes these little manga sales i've been reporting over on you know every episode of forever news you're gonna see that change with this tv anime because this looks so freaking good can't wait can't express enough that 2023 you need to come jump festa undead unluck yo undead unluck wow tail end of the year just surprising everyone black clover fans jump festa 2023 so i watched the entire event i was over on twitter on spaces i highly encourage you to follow me over on twitter i make a lot of content over there like i'd be on spaces which is basically a live stream but audio only and i have a blast on there sometimes i bring listeners in to speak if they like if they request it and it's a fantastic time but yeah i was watching this and i was so shocked when i saw that trailer we finally got a trailer it was short admittedly it was about 30 seconds and realistically it was about 25 seconds of animation 
and it looks amazing. King Conrad looks amazing. Asta looked incredible, especially like I think it's one of the final shots of him. It just looks phenomenal. The art, the animation, even though this movie is going straight to Netflix, they put in the work. It looks like Studio Piro, aside from their ventures in Boruto, everything outside of it, they've been really picking up their rep. Like Bleach Thousand and Blood War was amazing. This straight to Netflix Black Clover movie looks so good. And then on top of that, we got a big reveal that is absolutely hilarious that I called. And then initially I was confused because they said it like if he was a helper. But no, those other three in the promotional poster for Black Clover's movie that are shown are not just King Conrad's people. They're actual previous Wizard Kings as well, seemingly confirmed in this film. Also, these ideas were Tabata, essentially, he wanted to explore these things and never got to in the manga. So that's why we're going with the movie, considering Black Clover's on its final arc and everything, the way it's structured right now, it wouldn't work. I mean, if he went on after this, he could have explored a lot of this. But yeah, Black Clover is seemingly going to be ending soon anyway. But yo, dog, that movie trailer, I can't express enough. They did reuse some shots and it was a bit short. But what they did show, it's like if they are going to have that pattern for the whole film or majority of the film, this is going to be a great one, dog. And I really just hope people support. If you're watching this right now, you're one of the few you don't understand how important it is. Because even with mainstream stuff, if enough of a cult supports something, it sends a message. And it's like, okay, we just didn't do the marketing in other areas. And that's why it didn't spread to the mainstream that we wanted. Okay, let's get another one of those Black Clover movies in. So you may think that your one viewing experience ain't gonna help or something like that. Trust me, it does. Those analytics help big time. If a small cult get together, we can make enough noise and rock the boat and get that TV anime back, even if it is straight to Netflix. I just, I want it back already, and I know you do too. And that trailer looks great. The four Wizard Kings previous to Julius, and yo. Ah! Oh, also in the stream, it was a little bit of a joke that I had that Tabata at the end, he had a message, which again, he was just saying like, yo, check out the film. And at the end, he's like, oh, by the way, I got some figures dropping new Black Clover figures. You should go buy them. I was like, Tabata chasing the bag at Jump Festa, huh? Gotta love it, dog. You get that bread, fam. You support your family. I love Tabata's wholesomeness. You get it. Jujutsu Kaisen fans. Yes, Jump Festa 2023 had that state as well and as I predicted it was primarily focused in on of course promoting the manga but within the madness they gave us a new trailer for Jujutsu Kaisen season 2 and one of the big key points that they were pushing is of course Gojo his past with Ghetto and they got a lot of Toji in there. They revealed character designs for Toji. And they also mentioned Shibuya at the end of the trailer. I don't know if that was a Jump Festa thing. But I remember hearing about Shibuya. One of the VAs speaking of it. And also we got confirmation. It will be coming out in the summer season of 2023 anime. So basically July it said. July 2023. We will be getting Jujutsu Kaisen season 2. And if you line up everything. And you watch a lot of really dope shows. Like Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan. All of this stuff. It's going to line up beautifully along with all the newbies incoming like Marshall and Undead. Like, it's 
every season ideally we should have one or two big anime to talk about and have a blast with and i'm so excited because this trailer it looked phenomenal again a lot of focus on gojo love to see it it feels like it's been very lacking in the franchise's presence and i'm ready for it baby satoru gojo the flashback and Heading into Shibuya, I'm just curious how they're going to divvy up the episodes because I know that the Gojo arc is kind of short, the flashback with Ghetto, and then Shibuya is massively long. Like, are they going to be able to do, let's just say, four to six episodes for Gojo and then 20 18 20 for shibuya can they get shibuya done in all that time i know there's a lot of fighting but jujutsu kaisen is very dialogue heavy can they do it i don't know i i, I can't call it man there might need to be another you know the shibuya extras or something or who knows maybe they might make a finale movie for shibuya i always think that's a phenomenal idea because it'll race everyone to the theaters that's watching the damn show and then get a lot of people that will jump in anyways because they'd be like Bleh. but yeah jujutsu kaisen season 2 coming july 2023 trailer looks awesome a lot of gojo focus a lot of toji focus i cannot freaking wait for this i i love jujutsu kaisen man and yeah, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, gonna be a hot summer to say the least. Then the big Naruto and Boruto stage, which was crazy because while I was watching other stages, you know what a lot of Naruto and Boruto fans were doing? They was spamming the comment section of the live streams of Jumps <laughs> live stream saying Naruto, Boruto solos Goku, like the most outrageous and outlandish shit. And I'm like, there, what, what life, what sometimes feels unreal. Like, is, is this real life, though? Really? Like, the, these people are real? But jump festa of course with naruto and boruto being an iconic series a previous series you know iconic legacy at this point and then the newbie that is boruto the spinoff they announced the news of the franchise in three scrolls so each scroll would have some information and a bunch of subtext and sub stuff to the information for starters the first scroll was naruto and boruto will be having this worldwide popularity poll that as of the recording of this video already you can vote in fact I already voted and in case you don't know me by now you may not know that I voted for Madara but initially when I saw this I'm not even gonna lie I was like oh no they duped us this is about to be trash I was over on Twitter going nuts at that point I was just tweeting like screw all of this shit bro what what is this dog they gonna do a popularity poll one of the big pieces of news popularity poll like oh no they got us but then they started unraveling information because like okay i voted madara but still disappointing as hell it's a popularity poll a big piece of information but then they say yo uh top 10 characters in this popularity poll will get original illustrations by kishimoto so my dream of Kishimoto drawing Kawaki, I think can be done because I don't think it's just exclusive to Naruto. I want to say Boruto characters are also in the envelope. But the top 10, you can vote. Again, you know, your characters and Kishimoto is going to draw them, which is really awesome. I love that. But still nothing so far that will make you jump out of your chair and say, yo, this panel is great. In fact, it still all sounds disappointing. Like some art from Kishimoto and, you know, what, what, what is all of this? But then boom. The number one pick of all of the popularity poll will be getting a original manga. I want to say it's a short manga. Don't quote me on that. It could be ongoing. I'm not sure. But it will be getting an original manga done by Masashi Kishimoto. So essentially Masashi Kishimoto is going to return to draw one of these characters. I ain't gonna lie. Yo, um, 
here's an agenda to just throw out there. How about everybody just go and pick Naruto? Like, yo, I, I, I support it. I'm sorry. I don't care. Agenda in full force. I'm putting it in the description. Everybody, please go and vote Naruto right now. I don't know if you could choose different versions of the characters, but depending on what Naruto spinoff you would like, pick Naruto. Pick, like, either the last Naruto era or pick, I don't know, Hokage Naruto. I guess, like, a manga straight up about him or something like that. Pick Naruto, yeah. If I can vote again, I'm gonna vote Naruto, and every day after that I can, I'm gonna vote Naruto, and that's just what I'm gonna do and you can't stop me and everybody that's with me right now go vote Naruto let's fight this shit baby that way we could get Kishimoto to draw Naruto again in an original manga this idea is genius I swear to god please back me up guys please but then the second scroll was somewhat disappointing and there wasn't no makeup for it after that either it was a basically that they're doing this Naruto live concert thingy majig think like essentially Naruto rolling loud is going to be making waves it didn't say if it would be coming to the west I was like hey they're streaming it in the west maybe there's a possibility it's worldwide but yeah I don't know if that it will be a thing so hey Naruto rolling loud is a thing somewhere out there why not but then the third scroll which was all the money was on that because still people really weren't sold on the kishimoto thing until right now if you're watching this go vote naruto to make masashi kishimoto draw naruto again yeah that's so crazy again i don't think it'll be an ongoing manga anyway like hey why not a naruto centered one shot what what was wrong with that by kishimoto why why can't i have that but then the third scroll ended up being something that was already previously announced that we talked about earlier in this episode the fact that that Sasuke Retsuden is going to be coming to the Boruto anime. It had a really cool key visual of Sasuke with it, but at the end of the day, it's the Boruto anime, and initially, I had some preconceived notion, considering Sakura was going to be absent from you know, voice acting for a while because a voice actress is ill. I was like, okay, they're probably going to incorporate Boruto and have him play the role of Sakura, but at the Jump Festa, they actually announced that no, it's about, you know, Sakura and Sasuke so I think she already had recorded these lines so I think it's going to be for the most part maybe ignoring the next gen maybe from time to time we'll see like Boruto wrote jail letters to Sasuke that could be the way they incorporate him or some shit like that so yeah it seems like they're going to be very scarce from Boruto unless they figure out a way to incorporate it and I hope they don't I hope they really do a fateful adaptation of this come on dog it's like uh what one volume two volume manga it's gonna be like how many episodes could it be but even with that still fans was like it was okay, you know, we, we, we thought Naruto remake, I'm gonna tell you right now, there's no Naruto remake, no Naruto remake is happening, that was just for the anniversary, we got lollygagged into think it's, it's not happening, but there's a couple of pieces of good news for people that like the Boruto anime, like when the Boruto anime is adapting the manga material, or it's original material, like the Deepa stuff from the Kara arc, the Kara activation, like, we like that stuff, we don't like when it's filler garbage, like, we don't, we don't want that. It looks like the next few months of the Boruto anime is going to be good. Because mind you, again, Sasuke Ratsuden. It's going to seemingly faithfully, for the most part, adapt it. With Sasuke and Sakura content intact. Really good stuff there. But also, following that, they casually say, Hey, oh yeah, the Code anime arc is starting in February. As if that's not a big deal. Like, dog, that was the big thing that is like, 
okay, so now you could say that this was a good festa for Naruto and Boruto. Was it Naruto Remake? Was it Storm Connections? Was it Naruto Boruto movie? It wasn't any of those things. Yeah, but what we did get isn't that bad that, yo, from January 8th, when Sasuke Resident starts in the Boruto anime on, we're going to be having great episodes. We may have like one or two stinkers in between Sasuke Retsuden and the beginning of the code stuff in February, but... We know code starts in February, so not not that bad. Code arc in the manga was actually pretty good. And they put out a key visual for the code stuff as well. Code unfolding, and I ain't gonna lie. I think that this was a good festa. It didn't blow me away. It didn't shock me to hell, but it was enough to say way better than last year and a pretty good one. I'm very excited for a couple of different things, especially Vote Naruto. Please, now to the My Hero Academia segment whenever it airs and I can record my thoughts on it and the news, whatever comes from it. Yeah. Okay, people, and the final stage of Jump Festa 2023 for day one, December 17th, was the My Hero Academia stage. And I'll keep it honest with you of all of the stages I saw of the first night, My Hero Academia definitely had the worst stage. There was nothing major announced of relevancy to you watching. It was mainly just the cast talking. Talking about some of their favorite moments, which was okay, but in terms of news and announcements for My Hero, like a movie or a trailer for the next core, which technically would be a little early to do that, so maybe that couldn't have happened, but just in general, there wasn't much shaking for this one other than the ending where we got a letter from Kohei Horikoshi speaking about the series ending because remember it was this time last year that Kohei Horikoshi said dog by this time next year I won't be in this chair fam salute my hero over and here we are and basically he explained that he was too optimistic, which you could throw the argument for a couple of different things. Cough, cough, Boruto's time skip. Like, maybe he was just too optimistic of, like, things will line up perfectly. And he probably wants to go out on a more positive note. Because as it stands right now, My Hero Academia, both anime and manga, have been getting a lot of hate. Definitely more so the manga lately. And he probably wants to turn things around and still has a lot of plot twists and plot threads to take care of before he bounces out. But that also means realistic that the series could end at any time because if he was planning on ending it by now okay how long you know how much of a optimistic person is he is it years away because i think we're what eight years into my hero academia now are they gonna try and stretch it out till my hero ends with its 10th anniversary that would be crazy if they did it but yeah honestly jump fest to my hero academia oh and horikoshi has nightmares that he gets canceled in shonen jump that because of barrage sensei no bolge getting canceled he looks back and he'd be having these nightmares nightmares that his editor hits him up and says yo you gotta end it in three months dog it's over you're out of here and he's like thankfully y'all still got my back but it was a bust i ain't gonna lie everything black clover was amazing jujutsu kaisen was amazing boruto was i it was good it was a decent one this one it was like yeah horikoshi said my bad and shrugged his shoulders and it'll end when it ends at this point i guess but there you go. And that was it for this special episode of Fenever News. I'm Fenever World, and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace. And you guys just watched another episode of Fenever News. Yes.
we did it, people. Special episode, bonus episode. Hope you enjoyed this. Subscribe and hit that bell if you did. I'm just saying.